0: It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. It's the most entertaining late night thing happening in the pro wrestling world. It is your post-AEW Dynamite podcast here on the Wrestling Inc. channel across all platforms. I am your host, coming to you from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Justin Labar, being joined by my normal trio championship uh lineup here on Wednesday nights first north of the border in Toronto Ontario Canada he was a sports entertainment referee for more than 20 years he's the man who made counting three look cool he is the one the only Jimmy Corderas Jimmy how are you tonight uh
1: other than trying to stay warm I'm doing really well and glad to be back with uh, the Wednesday night trio here and
0: to defend our
1: is it Wednesday night trios championship
0: it is our Wednesday night trios championship. I'll put us up against anybody, mainly because we have the heater. She is the spiciest, feistiest thing south of Miami. She is our Puerto Rican NYC Demon Diva. Isa, How are you tonight?
2: I'm doing good. I'm excited to talk some dynamite with my favorite boys, my Wednesday boys. I look Lots forward to, to this about. night all week long. I want you guys to know that.
0: It you know I'm glad you said that cause it definitely does help me. It's 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 the midway point in the week. It's 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 hump day. It does. It is something to look forward to. It's like all right. I'm wrapping Wednesday up. Going into Thursday, feeling good. Going into busted open Friday, feeling good. Then it's the weekend. You never know what the weekend's gonna bring. I agree. Wednesday. This is the best way to end it. Mm-hmm. Right here. I hear you. Uh, a I lot you. to talk 10, about.
2: Twenty and ten, baby.
0: Twenty and ten. Oh, we're already starting to twenty and ten. We're already starting that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jimmy's already uh, he's, hes loading the the, the sack yeah. of potatoes up on the back of the truck as we speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about that. Some good, some bad, some ugly and dynamite, as there is uh, almost every week. But that's what makes this uh, show go round. So we'll talk about that. Uh, this is the live Wednesday night, November 1st. Despite what your screen might say, I have no idea why it says October 25th. on uh, I know it at least says that on YouTube and maybe Twitch. Don't know what happened. Not Marty McFly in this. We're not going back in time. It is uh, November 1st. We appreciate all of you. Uh, love all of you that are here live watching uh, in the chat rooms of whatever platform it might be. Appreciate all of you guys that check us out on the archive. I know I said this Monday. I'll say it again. because I know there's different audiences between Monday, and Wednesday. Um, for those of you that check us out on like Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any of those audio-only platforms, you check us out after the fact. Uh, I don't have an answer for you as to why it's taking longer for it to get out. All I can say is like, When we're done recording, it's out of our hands. So different workflow, different people. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Apologies, but please stick with us. Uh, Keep subscribing. Keep commenting. Keep a friend. That will be much appreciated. (coughs) Excuse me. All right. Let's uh, we actually had we weren't sure if we're going to do a news item. This one kind of came out on the wrestling pretty close to Dynamite starting. Felt like it is kind of newsworthy because uh, nothing else really touches on it tonight in dynamite so here it goes this is a uh, report coming from fightful select it's back to the whole deal of tv rights and it's talking about while tnt and tbs which is what aew airs on their parent company warner brothers discovery they currently have the nba we know that we we see AEW constantly get preempted because of nba stuff throughout the year well that deal is apparently coming up so there's a possibility that warner brothers discovery could lose out on holding on to those nba rights NBC Universal, which has USA, uh, which currently houses Raw and NXT, they might be trying to make a bid to get the NBA rights. So, like that can then provide some trickle down. You know, we know SmackDown is is coming back to USA. Uh, We don't know what the future of Raw is, but so there's a trickle down there on the Stanford side of things. But then there's also a trickle down, as Fightful Select kind of outlines far more eloquently than I'm saying. So you can go read the actual story Mm -hmm. that if warner brothers was to lose those nba programming then uh, that would be like loss of ad revenue and other things that they've been budgeting for which might help them also you know keep having aew television and, and so there's like just an interesting dynamic that's out at, at play here of uh, what this could do long term we still keep waiting to hear what aew's future is going to be in terms of their tv deals and then of course there is the other programming the pay-per-views they still do things the the traditional pay-per-view way of pay 50 bucks to see it there's the AEW media library all these things tony khan reportedly has a certain feeling or is worth something but warner brothers hasn't quite came to the same conclusion same price tag they value dynamite and the numbers dynamite's bringing but in terms of these pay-per-views and library uh it seems like the two not on the same page so a lot to unpack there, Jimmy. I mean, it's, it's yeah. just, basically, it's just a lot of, like, what-if scenarios. But I really hadn't seen the angle yet of what if Warner Brothers doesn't retain NBA, what that could do positively or negatively to AEW. Well, you would think uh,
1: it, it would be a positive for AEW, although you, when they look at the numbers, and and, and obviously, you know, someone like uh, Warner Brothers uh, discovered, they look at the numbers, and Wednesday nights they do fairly well. They're happy with the numbers there, but their you know, Friday night numbers and their Saturday night, Saturday night numbers aren't living up to expectations. And that's a, a, a tell, you know, do you, do you try to invest more into something that outside of their Wednesday night programming, isn't really drawing a bigger audience and maybe should be, you know, I think that was what happened with last week when they tried to put that uh, uh, pay-per-view quality match on basically TV to try and draw an audience and i get it's during a bad time for for a lot of programming because you've got the the world series going on you got you know uh nba starting up again like you said hockey's going on there are hockey fans
0: out there and the and the, and, and the result of that was less than half a million people watch collision by the way
1: right and you know and, and they they're facing stiff competition and saturday night too and yes i get that we've said this how many times were they say that the future is going to be in streaming services and that sort of thing. But right now, the money is in television. And that's where this could possibly benefit. But uh, I, I'm not 100% convinced that it will. I hope it does. Let's put it that way.
0: And so, Isa, not to like just pull the curtain back on your entire resume. You, you've worked in the corporate world. You know, you understand the value of, of these scenarios and obviously the almighty dollar. There's a scenario of if Warner Brothers could not retain NBA, how that could be a knock to their ad revenue generated that represents a significant part of their budget. But then the flip side, if they do retain and do hang on to that all so valuable NBA rights, it's expected that those NBA rights are going to be are going to cost even more than they ever have. So once again, affecting budget of what do they have room for elsewhere like an AEW? So this is kind of like a fascinating like just uh, again, we're, we're still like down the road from this, but it's going to get here sooner than later.
2: It is a fascinating thing. If you really think about it, we just saw USA get SmackDown back, which makes you wonder why Fox wasn't willing to reinvest into SmackDown, which is the most successful of all the wrestling shows. So I don't think there's any telling on who's getting what anymore. I don't think people are getting comfortable with, okay, we are used to the NBA being on TNT. I know I am, but I can see them walking away for a bigger, better deal. I can see networks not being willing to pay the money that they're asking for. So I I don't have a lot of opinion. I just think that it's, 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 you have to watch out for it and what kind of cuts they're going to want to do If they don't get the rights to this and what kind of cuts they might have to do if they do get the rights for it. It is actually truly fascinating in the corporate and the dollar aspect of it.
0: I still want to know what AEW's current deal is, you know, because I've heard every, I've heard every angle of this. I've heard
2: that time that they have like a, like some kind of like they're in it that TNT like Warner Bros. are in it. Some kind of ownership or something. Well, Well, I've
0: heard, I've heard a scenario of like. There's like a minority stake ownership to it. I've heard a scenario that like Tony Khan is writing a check and basically buying this TV time, um, hmm. you know, which that would answer some things. Hmm. Because, because the other part of it, too, is like Tony loves to tout. I mean, he loves to, I mean, as we talked about a few weeks ago on social media, he loves to tout any successes. I feel like if there was a deal in place where he's making X amount of dollars, X amount of hundreds of millions from Dynamite, like that he would be touting that, that he would use that to shut down the AEW haters online, but he never has, which always makes me wonder like, what exactly like are, are you paying for this time? Are you paying for this time? Are you gambling right. on yourself, trying to get them to then pay you on the next round? Like yeah. that's the
2: Go ahead, Jimmy. No, no,
1: no. That's the big question. And and you made a great point there, Justin, that he does love to tout his the successes when they do happen, but he's not touting anything about you know, add revenues and that sort of stuff. I know that's insider business stuff and people aren't really interested in it, but, you know, he's talking about numbers. Uh, like tonight, he basically mentioned uh, the, the Wembley show and, uh, the you know, most ticket sales for any wrestling show ever and the whole bit like this. So he's, he's not shy when it comes to touting his successes. But, it, you know, when it's not there, he, he's awfully
0: quiet. Yeah, don't know um yeah i was gonna say
2: shout out to our super smart chat because they're bringing up what if fox gets the nba uh fox just saved a billion dollars plus by letting go of smackdown so you know they're got to be out in the market looking for something so i'm very mm -hmm. curious about that as well
0: yeah yeah a lot to watch for um jimmy set it up on a nice little tease we'll get to an announcement tony Khan had here in a little bit that he gave on dynamite wait (laughs) also another little like you know little thing there we're always looking down the road this one's not too far off they kind of subtly they made a big announcement tonight about what tony Khan had a big announcement about next summer they also kind of like that subtly i mean but it was just far less hoopla they also announced the show that's ending their year in december which again has some fascinating little aspects to it when they announced it and what the details are so all that we're going to cover here over the next hour so strap in uh grab your beverage smoke them if you got them let's go all right we're in louisville kentucky you gotta say it right. It's not Louis. It's not Louis. It's Louisville. 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 Louisville, Kentucky. AEW Dynamite, and they start Dynamite kind of unique to AEW's format. They usually go always start with their open. Always that's they, they just kind of that's like their thing. Whatever, that's fine. That they, they like to start with that that quick 10-second open. Not tonight. They open up the video package, showing us how uh claudio and them got the win last week but how brian danielson got injured got that orbital bone injury uh and then we and then we you know hear about how um we, we get a promo from claudio talking about you you know when you injure us you better beware we're coming for vengeance so we get that whole setup and then we get mjf uh, versus omega uh recap package from saturday of course mjf wins and retains there and then we go to a live backstage action renee's backstage with mjf he needs to find three partners for tonight he's got his list then he FaceTimes Adam Cole. Adam Cole says he really should take Samoa Joe up his offer. Joe's offer was, I'll be your partner if you give me a title shot. Uh, you know, MJF not quite, quite cool with that. He's going to go on looking for more partners as we'll touch on for the night. And then Roderick Strong comes in and says, obviously, MJF is the devil. And then we get a clip of that devil once again. And then it's the open of the show. Pyro, Ballyhoo, and the whole works. So Issa, real quick, just a. I mean, that set up a lot of stories that we're going to dive into tonight. So you don't have to give me all your thoughts on all those stories. But just on the start, like, I, I kind of like this change of pace. What about, what about you?
2: Yeah, I like that. I especially like the video package. We I've been critical in the last few weeks with you guys about the not recapping certain things and you forgetting of what happened. So, you know, I, I they're listening and 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 you got to give them props for that. I mean, a FaceTime call wouldn't be what I would go to necessarily. But the video package and the recap and setting up stories I liked. And we'll get into it more. I like the fact that this was a throughout the entire show story, but it ended up so predictable that it made me want to slap someone.
0: Yeah, Jimmy. I mean, they, they obviously gave that big match, as we, as we talked about, three days notice. And then, as we said, the mm-hmm. numbers just were what they were. Uh, so right. <laughs> all the more reason. Show people what happened.
1: Yeah, no, I get it. You know, and I agree with you. I did like the opening tonight to the show it they did an actually good job you know we praise the video work of wwe when they do their their presentations like that their video packages i thought tonight's video packages to start the show were a good way to start the show and like you said recap and remind people you know this is what happened and this is where we're heading plant those seeds as we say all the time and then go to your opening and your pyro and ballyhoo i, I enjoyed it before you get to your usual opening contest
0: yeah, Our usual opening contest international title match of Orange Cassidy uh, up against Claudio Casanoli. Again, Claudio, uh, out there, all business given the fact that his uh, one of his uh, Blackpool Combat Club brother, uh, Brian Danison, out uh, legit now for at least the remainder of this year. So, uh,
2: he's probably used to it. I mean, <laughs> Brian has not been doing very bad, like his injury luck has been terrible mm-hmm. since joining the Blackpool Combat Club.
0: Yeah, the and I gotta wonder, at what, at what point do we like. I mean, like, you know, William rigo has been gone. That was the whole like origin around Blackpool comments. At what point do we kind of like just sh- shuffle it up creatively? Um, right. Especially yeah, but, with injuries. At, at least
1: know. something simple like a name change. That's all.
2: Mm-hmm. Or get rid of Wheeler Yuta. That'd be great.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That would be like. Be Boy, like that would be subtle. She, <laughs> she's never subtle with the Wheeler Yuta comments. Uh. How about Orange Cassidy? He's 25 and 1 in, in a singles career in 2023. Wow. 25 and one pretty good. Wow. I got to say after MJF, I mean, would, you could argue Orange Cassidy is their next biggest baby face consistently, I guess. I guess
1: you could. Yeah. You could probably make that argument. And, 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 you know, like uh, his, his gimmick, as we like to say, doesn't sit well with everybody, but you know, if you buy into it and you're entertained by it, it's cool
2: you went there i i I always said to you guys the gimmick's not for me but the guy gets in the ring and he puts on bangers and he continues to do it i saw a preview of what a match between the two of them could be last week i guess this is continuation and i remember thinking i kind of want to see this match and they started the show with it so i thought yeah that great good for him but the gimmick's still not for me i like him in the ring
0: yeah him and claudia go at it and um yeah, they managed to do, you know, we're often, you know, very um, under the microscope with their finishes. They managed to do a finish that it's what they often, I think, try to do with all the roll ups. They try to protect everybody, but at least this one had, at least this pin came on the initiation of an offensive move. Uh, Cassidy hits a Hurricane Rana that he just folds into and is able to hook Claudio's leg. So it does still, you know, protect Claudio. Claudio doesn't get knocked out by Orange Cassidy. You know, for for three second tan, but um, but it, you know, but the, but it was also still at least initiated by an offensive move rather than it just being a roll up. So, uh, I, I will say that was maybe the thing that made me the happy happiest out of all of this is I'm like, all right, what could have been, Jimmy could have been just another variation of a roll up, but at least we got an offensive move that was able to tie Claudio up for just long enough.
1: Uh, yeah, but still it was in essence a roll up. So, uh, the story being told during the match, obviously when, when I talk about little things, I know people get tired of, why is he always talking about those little things? Because the little things matter. There was a spot there where they did on the outside where he rammed his elbow into the barricade and he was selling and, um, uh, you, you know, uh, o- OC, Orange Cassidy was selling his elbow big time. And like, not even a minute later, they roll towards a corner, and, he, and he's using that injured elbow to throw elbows at Claudio. And I'm thinking, and not selling it. And I'm thinking to myself, at least sell it that you, you know. And then he sold it later on in the match and stuff like that. But uh, again, going back to your point, yes, I understand that they added to the roll-up finish to make it look a little more legit and a little more protective. What I think is they could have used his finish in this situation because they used that ring post several times on Claudio. And why not make it where uh, there was one instance there, for example, where he went to spear him in the corner. He moved. Claudio went through to the post. Why not do the spot there? He staggers out, and then he takes the the the, the big punch for the finish or something like that. That still protects him, I think, because you know people go, it was the post that got him, not really the punch. Does that make yeah. sense?
0: Yeah, he said they. Uh, so Orange gets the win, and then like I said, off the Hurricane run a roll up. But then post match, Moxley appears through the crowd like he does, of course. and him and him and Orange Cassidy just just go at it. Um, and then Moxley's going to say later how uh, he's not happy how Orange Cassidy has his title. Of course, the the you know, the injury that happened to Mox weeks ago is what caused title changes. And uh, and he you know, and he and and it, Orange Cassidy, like everybody else, has written off Moxley, and Moxley is used to that. But he's going to beat Orange Cassidy within an inch of his life when they get back together at full gear Uh, are you pumped for this match between moxley and orange cassidy
2: maybe i mean this might be a repeat that we wouldn't be getting if it wasn't due to the circumstances and the injury that moxley suffered during his match with phoenix so i'm willing to suspend my disbelief here i just don't understand how orange cassidy will write him off when the last time we saw them face each other moxley basically murdered him that's what we saw So it's like, I doubt that he will write you off. If he's a smart dude, he probably should be watching out for you. I wanted to add on, going back to the match, that at one point, uh, Claudio was doing the swing, but he had O.C. by the neck. And that spot was just so insane and intense looking. Shout out to O.C. with the cell, the face that he made throughout everything. I was like... Claudio just killed a guy. <laughs> like, like He looked dead there for a second. So I automatically pop for that. I like when they bring new things and new elements into their matches. There was a lot of really smooth transitions that Claudio did. But Claudio did look near unbeatable in this match. So to Jimmy's point, you would think that they would have used something that would make you believe because there was some times that I'm just like, yeah, Orchester is not going to beat this guy. He looks like nobody's going to beat him mm-hmm. right now. So I wish they would have used the pole or something else, but the punch that ended up finishing him is one of the best lookings that Orange Cassidy has thrown. Because you know I'm, I'm very particular with it's, it's some kind of version of the Superman punch, and he just doesn't look like the guy that would knock you out with that. This one was very good looking, but overall, yeah, I did expect the O.C. and Moxley rematch after everything that went on with Moxley. I feel like we had to take a detour in that story, and now we might be getting it back to where it should have been.
0: I know sometimes there's subtleties in what you said. Did I just hear? Did you just say that Orange Cassidy threw a better Superman punch than Roman Reigns? Did I did I not it? say
2: that. I said this was uh, a good look This I actually looking. said this is the first one that looked somewhat believable. Okay. LeBard, that's what I said. Okay.
0: So I just <laughs> want to make sure.
2: Yeah, Question yeah, yeah. for you.
1: If somebody can <laughs> confirm for me that that or, uh, Orange Cassidy had his hands in his pocket during the pin. Oh, did he? I didn't notice that. I didn't notice I didn't
2: that. Didn't notice did, that.
1: Uh, if someone, can, someone out there can confirm that for me. Because if that's the case then it did not protect Claudio let's put it that way
0: no i thought i thought right. i thought i thought he was struggling to grab claudio no Claudia's no because leg. he
2: he grabbed him i remember him putting his arm down to keep the shoulders down yeah oh, okay. okay. me? I mean okay. i do recall that but okay. the the sleeper swing is going to stay in my head rent free like i, I hope he, i don't want to see it every week but i hope he goes back to that because it really just looked intense i loved it okay
0: uh sheldon jackson jumping in on the super chats for 9.99 saying uh full steam ahead of aew full gear title thefts full gear 2022 nyla rose steals a tbs title full gear 23 jay white steals a world title which title gets stolen for full gear 24 or is it done i didn't even draw that i i, I did not even draw that uh that uh theme <laughs>
2: Yeah, Sheldon, Sheldon, the Professor Jackson—that's what I like to call him over on my channel—always pays attention to the little details. In 2024, they're gonna have about 200 titles to pick from, so make your bets now.
0: I was gonna say, the question is, does Tony Khan realize this has happened several years in a row?
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, good,
0: good pool there, Sheldon. Doesn't
1: mean it won't happen again.
0: Yeah, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Good, good pool there. Good mm. little fun fact. All right we get some uh, trios action here we get brian cage and the gates of agony so the mogul embassy up against the young bucks and hangman page your roh trios champs but we got uh swerve and prince nana they come out real quick they grab uh hangman's attention hangman chases them back so now the bucks are at a disadvantage in numbers and at the end of the day it's a pin on nick jackson after he's been beaten up three on one so we have new trios champions and as we'll see a little oh, bit later, this
2: was, for the
0: titles? this was for the titles, as we'll see a little bit later, the Young Bucks not thrilled. So, uh, yeah, I look, Isa, I'm, I'm usually pretty critical that, like, aside from Swerve, like nobody, like like especially Brian Cage, nobody in this embassy, I feel like wins any big matches that matter on right. TV that matters. But uh, they just pinned a Young Buck and got some titles. We're creating it's ROH titles, but it's titles on TV. So that's kind of a big deal.
2: And it appears to be building stories, right? Hangman left him hanging to go after Swerve as he should. I will say they didn't follow up with last week. He took off running after Swerve. Swerve is talking to an invisible baby. Like that seemed intense for them to just come back to them this week. They're there and nothing really happened. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I will say I'll, I'll nitpick on that. Uh, but the, the young bucks we saw later on, I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead, but they're they're salty. <laughs> They're yeah, on their own now. Like Kenny Omega is over here with Jericho now. Hangman is dealing with Swerve. Like, why did we get the elite back together? So it seemed like we gave the Embassy a good win while building se- like several different storylines here. So you you gotta give them props for that, right? But I do think that the I think that the Young Bucks came up extra salty. Like, if you are in there in-, in Hangman's position and you see Swerve after what we saw last week, you're gonna take off after him too and try to beat him up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah i got some thoughts on the box i'll get back to them when we get there uh but but jimmy um so big the, win for the, the mogul embassy and also mm-hmm. after the fact they did touch base at backstage they did to this point they didn't follow up with the home invasion last week but they did show us backstage hangman eventually catches up a swerver and they're they're being separated backstage as all right. hell was breaking loose no
1: nah, that, that uh it, it kind of felt a little too uh didn't work for me it, it, hangman like you should be uh, totally PO'd and wanted to get his hands on, and them being separated the way they were, it just didn't sit well with me. It was like, come on, man, how are you going to stop this guy? If I was one of the people who were sent to break it up, I'd say, yeah, man, back it off. But you were in the guy's house, you know? <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. I, I, I digress with that. But as far as the match itself, uh, I, the post-match tantrum by by was it Matt or Nick? Now I can't remember. One of them banging the
0: chairs uh well nick, nick i think nick was the one pin so it would have been matt who threw the yeah uh, matt matt doing the oh yeah he was
2: feeding like temper yeah, tantrum it you know it, that
0: again why
1: it, was he upset that hangman left him hanging or what was the reason obviously we, we want to. yeah find he, out. he
0: went he went and flipped the timekeeper's table and
1: and and started smacking the the table it was, like they they got, lo- it was like they just got. it's like they
0: just got screwed in Rancho Cucumongo or wherever the hell is it is they're from. But
1: but they didn't get like screwed screwed. They got, yeah. you know, they outsmarted. were all, They got, they they got were all smarted by the heels. Yeah. Or yeah, I, just...
0: I guess if they were the heels. Then. A
2: game that they played in the past, so it's kind of funny that they're acting this way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, they're acting like they're Brett in Montreal. Jesus. Oh. uh So we'll see where it all goes. Like I, we got. We got. <laughs> we. We got more bucks talk uh, here in a few minutes uh, when we get to that context. Uh, MJF search continues. He passes by Samoa Joe's door, can't bring himself to knock on that door. <laughs> rips, <laughs> rips down Darby Allen's sign, uh, and and uh, replaces it with emo bitch. Uh, then he gets uh, approached by the acclaimed. He immediately just dismisses them and walks off. Uh, we'll we'll get back to that as that's going to be a running theme. Tony Schiavone's in the ring and he brings out Adam Copeland. Brings out Adam Copeland. Adam Copeland talks about the respect he has for Sting and Darby Allen. Christian Cage interrupts, says that he is going to retire Sting. Darby's got a bum arm, and then he threatens Adam Col- or Adam Copeland's neck if Adam Copeland doesn't back down. All of a sudden, we got a three-on-one situation that Christian is orchestrating. But then, and he teases a concerto, uh, does Nick Wayne. But then here comes Sting and Darby. Uh, Adam Copeland hits Christian with a spear. So the first bit of physicality comes down between the two and then he officially joins sting and darby for the six-man tag match at full gear Uh, a lot of canadians involved in this so we go to the canadian jimmy Cordero. jimmy thoughts on the execution of this entire segment and the story going on i was enjoying it very much and i
1: love the way it was leading up to them eventually facing each other at the pay-per-view but i would have kind of liked it more if we didn't get the spear tonight
0: yeah that's
1: the that's the only thing. Again, I'm being nitpicky here. You obviously, you know, the crowd loved it and and you know, anybody who knows Christian would want to spear him too, but at the same time if you want to make people anxious and want to see this match and want to see Edge spear Christian eventually, you gave it to him tonight. It's almost like, yeah, I want to see him do it again. But at the same time, the first spear is always a very important one, and they they could have done it in the match somewhere
0: or somewhere. Uh, at least, at way. least
2: they didn't miss it like WWE did when he hit his first spear back at the Royal Rumble.
0: <laughs> oh wow, yeah, there's a there's a pool. Yeah, he saw. I, 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 I like Jimmy. I was a little surprised too. <clears throat> they set up for it for a long time. You know, you know, Christian is, is staggering to his feet. Adams in the corner. So I thought for sure. Adam's going to charge and somebody's going to pull Christian out, you know, cause and, and, yeah, we're going to wait and you're going to have to pay to see the physicality. So I was a little surprised that happened, but overall I thought the way they got to the uh, inevitable point B, which is having Copeland join them. Uh, I liked how it progressed. I liked the, the back and forth that we got with Christian and Adam Copeland. What say you?
2: I, I love how the atmosphere in the arena changes as soon as Christian's music hits like, it's just, what I, I know I keep bragging every week. I'm just a big fan of what he's doing right now. But I agree with you guys. I thought the spear was maybe prematurely done because when they're just staring at each other, and you had that perfect moment at first where Luchasaurus kind of pulls um, Adam Copeland. I'm trying. Mm-hmm. He pulls him off. You could have stopped it there. Like, we didn't need to see it tonight. The the, the match is made official. Now we know we're going to see them go against each other in some capacity within the next few weeks. But overall, like, I just, I, I just, I loved it. I love everything about this. I'm enjoying this field. Um, it, it's, yeah, I'm here for all of this. I just wish the spear would have you know, I, I I, like the weight on that. I Just the stare down, I thought was sufficient for tonight.
0: Real quick, uh, cheap plug for LeBar. Uh, did an interview this past week with Adam Copeland, a full video yeah. interview. Uh, Great released,
2: interview.
0: Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Released two clips so far, just brief clips. One was him talking about the first time that he delivered us any bump it happened to be that spirit of luchasaurus at wrestle dream when he made a surprise debut and keep in mind he didn't get to be in the ring at all earlier in the day because they kept him a secret all day they they kept him hidden so he never got to go out to the ring and once he gets out to the ring he talks about how aw's ring is significantly different than a WWE ring which is the only ring he's been in even even the ring that adam has set up In North Carolina, where he lives, it's a WWE ring, which is different than AEW ring. So he kind of gives us a little inside baseball on that. I also showed a clip, uh the shared clip earlier of him going to Seattle for the debut, and he and Darby Allen just guerrilla shooting this video that we ended up seeing just before he makes his entrance. Uh, at wrestle dream so that just a few fun clips the full interview be released tomorrow so make sure you hit up on my social at justin lavar to see the full interview other things we talk about of course change of scenery one of his daughters makes a quick cameo we have fun with that his daughters are die. his daughter he let his daughter stay home because from school because it was his birthday again shout out to him he gave me a few minutes on his birthday to even do this interview I ask him about the whole how did he get Alter bridge in the first place he tells me that story which is a little embarrassing to him in the first place of how that <laughs> came down it's a lot of fun. So, yeah, the clip uh, so far has been epic. So, I'm
2: looking forward to seeing those. Yes.
0: Appreciate it. Yeah. Check that out tomorrow. We'll release the full thing. Okay. Tony Khan had been hyping and announcing an announcement Bye. once again. The announcement is that next year they're going back to Wembley for All In on August 25th, 2024. Know, we that already. And December 1st, there will be a pre sale of tickets. There's two sides of this coin, Issa. This could have been an
2: email, Bar.
0: It could have been an email. You're right. It could have been a tweet. I, I agree. I, I agree. But I do agree with the marketing strategy. Let everybody in London know much further in advance than you let them know last time that you're coming. Let them make plans as we approach the holidays and this and that. I like that approach, but I agree. It seems kind of – it makes these, hype, annou- these hyped – I'm doing the air quotes here. It mm-hmm. makes these hyped announcements seem silly when we get unadvertised surprises – of Adam Copeland, of Ric Flair, go down the line. It just makes it's like, well, you don't need to hype this up. You could just, again, as you said, put out a tweet. But that being said, uh, they're going back to Wembley next year because they are going to continue to break their records and sell more tickets.
1: Yeah, they just uh, again, uh, you you, you, probably, you hype up this uh, huge, huge announcement, and then you have these other situations where you have secrets and certain superstars appear on your show where everybody. Pops huge for it. Now you can make an argument that why wouldn't you announce so-and-so coming or so-and-so? I know you want to make some surprises, but the, if you're going to tout a huge announcement, make it mean something. Yes, okay. I know they're going back to Wembley, which was a big success for them this year. They're going back next year. You want to get this the ball rolling for it. But like you said, Justin, you could have done it uh, without – trying to make it sound like it was the biggest thing since sliced bread. I don't know. It just, it didn't live up to expectations when I heard huge announcement. Let's put it that way.
2: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I, this could be an email. This upset me. You don't open the day by tweeting out this epic. I'm sorry. I got worked. I worked myself here. You opened the day. The first thing I saw on my social media today was an incredible video package for the AW Women's Division. They got Doja cut, bro. Like This was Mm. epic. And I'm thinking, I hope this announcement is women's related because they never done anything like that for them. Yeah, that's not what we got, right? We just got, hey, tickets. Spend your Christmas money on tickets. Don't buy AW tickets for Christmas. Don't do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it seems a little, little much, but um, now, now I go okay. Well, you're announcing they this could, far out.
2: They could have used those five minutes to actually <laughs> play that commercial that they made for the mm-hmm. women that they ended up booking at 9:30 again. You know, just, just saying.
0: No, mm-hmm. oh, don't. My blood's gonna boil when we get to the women. Just hold on. What do we even have that's gonna move? What, 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 what are they? You know, is it? Do they do like? Do they like announce a match in like January to like try to like? <laughs> Or is it they moved the amount of tickets they did last time on on just the sheer fact they're going to be there, like like here like this one, yes boy super chat saying will Nigel wrestle that next year's All In? No,
1: well,
0: it's a possibility, of course. You know, you do know. you build? Do you build like? Does Brian Danison say, all right, enough's enough. I'm 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 ready for my last match. Do you make the announcement? This last match to be at that show? Like I don't <laughs> know, like what do you do?
2: I I know that WWE pre-sells their tickets way ahead of time. You can already get Royal <laughs> Rumble. You can already get all of this right. You don't they don't take five, ten minutes of a show for that. You always see no. that on social media
0: yeah, well, brought, I, mean, you, yeah I know uh, what you
2: say, like you want to pop a surprise, but look at the numbers that that Ric Flair segment did last week. They did nothing for them bringing him as a surprise.
0: right, right. yeah, I mean, WWE spent 45 seconds talking about the Bash in Berlin on Raw, and it's still a big deal. Um, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, but it wasn't announced on raw. They put it right. on social media. you know what right. I mean? They're just reiterateated <laughs> and, and, and they announced all in. Uh, at the end of the last all-in so this was just to announce the
0: pre-sale right uh, yes and tony khan his family does put up the christmas trees in july according to him uh so yeah, that's the big announcement so they're going back to all in so that's going to be at wembley on august 25th and then like the next weekend is the bash in berlin so once again the european fans getting a quick one-two punch uh as best we know it uh with uh with, with pro wrestling coming to them Mm-hmm. From WWE to, to AEW, so I mean, yeah, I mean, look, you know, and the the one danger they run into is like we've seen AEW's ran hot and heavy these U.S. cities these last couple mm-hmm. years, and every U.S. city they've gone to, it's been a decrease. Mm-hmm. They're they're doing because less.
2: They keep going back to the same places.
0: Well, maybe, but maybe, and if that's the case, then then okay, then, then Wembley should be fine. Cause it's only going to be the second. You know, it's, it's a whole other year to they get back there. Yeah. I, I hope you that's still the case. The same place. <laughs> Well, because mm-hmm. my point being is that if like if if the, if the content gets stale or if they're burning the audience out, I'm like I mean what what basically what I'm getting at is you know they made this big thing about oh they sold eighty one thousand tickets to last all in, and now they're trying to announce it even earlier with the expectation obviously to beat that. That's mm-hmm. a that's a, you know when they announced the first time when they when when they announced all in and when the first time, you know we were all saying oh if they get forty that's pretty good if they get fifty that's really good and they end up getting eighty and there's a big dispute right. of what's paid what's not but they got eighty thousand plus whatever you know i mean that's still a big deal but now that bar is set they have a bar they did not have the first time they announced this and so now the bar is there okay well you got a top eighty one thousand. so what's that going to take that's that's what i'm waiting to see
2: i right. i think are I, I don't know we'll see what the card looks like and all that but i also feel like all in in, in a way was also a statement of like give us wrestling here we'll pay to see it and we'll see they can pull it off again but it's not gonna be the only show anymore you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i i I don't know we'll see how it goes i i i wish them all the success i i thought the last all-in was great i thought it delivered i have fun watching it the visuals were incredible it is a show that i i praise but i don't think that you need to pop the big announcement thing on social media for this. When he has an actual interesting announcement, who's going to be watching? People are going to stop tuning in because it's always something that could have been an email. Corporate (laughs) talk. Right.
0: (laughs) Mm Could have been been an email. Yeah. All right. We get Daddy Magic and Cool Hand and up against Jericho and Kenny Omega. Uh, Jericho hits the juice effect for the win. Then Don Callison crew comes down, calls Kenny and Chris just cockroaches. They just won't die, won't go away. Calls them cockroaches. Uh, well, they get challenged to a street fight in Toronto. So obviously, Kenny and Chris are down two. They need to get two. They got Kota Obushi, tells Kenny Omega, but then they still need one more. And Chris Jericho talks about how big and powerful Will Hobbs was. Of course, Powerhouse Hobbs just straight out squashed Jericho a few weeks ago, as we talked about. And Jericho says, Hobbs is big, but he's not a giant. Enter Paul White, formerly known as the big show. Right. Uh, so in a couple weeks. Toronto. Jimmy, if there's ever a need for you to put on the stripes oh. and keep track of this shit, this is you. You don't even you don't even need to, you don't even need to book airfare. Is it in Toronto? I thought they said Ontario, California. I thought they said Toronto. Well, is it Ontario, California? Maybe I think I heard Ontario and assume it's Toronto. Is it? Is that where it is? Mm-hmm. I know it's like in two weeks, right? Uh, it's in two weeks, and, and and if they're coming here, boy,
1: am I out of touch because I haven't heard anything about.
0: You're them. probably right, because I think they are going west coast because Full Gear's yeah, because Full Gear's at L. A. So they would be going west. All right, never mind. Right. You do need airfare, but you are still needed, <laughs> striped shirts and all.
1: Uh, well, yeah, I don't know if I, I'll be well received with my critique of the refereeing in AEW. So I don't know how well I'd be received in that locker room. Let's put it that way. <laughs>
0: I think the boys. Hey, Jimmy, we love you here. Maybe, maybe, maybe the other refs wouldn't because they'd they'd feel scared. But I think the boys would appreciate you. Ah, you never know. You never know, especially
1: if I I tried to. uh, As I was talking to our friends over at Busted Open uh, earlier today, you know, trying to suggest to some of the talent, listen, you know, you may I suggest something? Some don't listen to the referees because they don't think that you who did you ever be? Who'd you ever work with? You know what I mean? Some some are like that. That's when you not-
0: answer that's when you answer the Undertaker. <clears throat> <laughs> I ref the Undertaker and Adam Copeland's match WrestleMania. What have you done? Well, that well, that that tops any pro wrestling gorilla that that tops almost anything any of them could say they did.
2: Well Amen. Well Amen. Well, Amen. I'm let just you, trying to
0: I'll I'm, I'm, just trying to try to load, I'm trying try to load you. your gun
1: for you. That's all. No, I, I appreciate it. Trust me, I'll let you guys do it.
2: <laughs> I actually, I will go off topic here for a second and say that I was at a local show on Saturday, and one of the WWC referees, I was um, interviewing her, and she said, "You're such a huge inspiration to her, Jimmy," and, and she uh, she watches some of my content through my social media, and she says, "I can't believe you get to podcast with like my idol," and I just, I, I, I had to flex said, Jimmy's one of my favorite people in the world. You know, read this oh. book. But she said how much you have inspired her. And uh, we were just going back and forth talking about how much referees actually really, like, what you guys really do and how much it impacts. And I was telling her how much hearing your perspective has changed how I actually see a match now. Um, but I just wanted you to know that you have a big fan base way beyond what you know. And she being wrestling the only female uh, referee here in Puerto Rico. And she said you're a big inspiration.
1: Oh wow. Tell her thank you so much. Uh, and uh,
0: it, 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 I do appreciate it very much. It means a lot. Jimmy's reached far. away. Jimmy, I told you this first I you know when you came when you first time you came to Pittsburgh here and uh, and you did stuff us here in Pittsburgh and uh you your wife and, my, and me and my wife we all went out to dinner. I, it, I was just talking about you the other day and and, and you know my wife's met a million wrestlers. Mm-hmm. You know, tons of personalities. You're still one of her favorites. I think just because yeah. you were just nice, straightforward Calming, cool Jimmy Corderas. So
2: it is like that. It is that You're way. memorable keep, in the
0: Lavar household.
2: I keep like everything that I do separate, you know, so I don't talk about wrestling in when I'm doing my Lucha Liverline thing and and she almost slapped me and she's like, You never told me that you podcast with Jimmy. And I'm like, Everybody knows I podcast with Jimmy. And that's how the conversation went on. Cause I obviously post a clip on my stories or here and there, and she saw it. She went on to share that. So I really wanted to bring it up so that you knew.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Jamie, we're getting you in the Hall of Fame. It's going to happen. All right, it's going to happen.
2: 1000%. Oh, I'm going to sit in that oh. audience and we're going to scream.
0: <laughs> we're getting the Hall of Fame. I was yeah, pretty man. I was pretty excited when Kid Rock went to the Hall of Fame and I was there and I got <laughs> I'm going to I'm 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 going to go I'm going to go balls to the wall if you're in the Hall of Fame. I'm, I'm going to be sitting there on the floor. Uh, the
2: wrestling uh, Ink and the Lavar household with Jimmy wow. Cordero's fans. We're, yeah. Like yeah. size, we're going to be there.
0: <laughs> oh, hell yeah. You guys are awesome. Hell yeah. Am I blushing yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so we know what the match is going to be. It's going to be in Ontario, California. Excuse me for for those. Out there. I always know
2: every time they said Ontario, I assume mm-hmm. Canada. So uh, yeah, I yeah, I forget
0: that there's an because that's yeah. like that's like that's uh, uh, is that like Anaheim, basically Ontario. Yeah, it's, it's I don't know why yeah, they just don't the say, Calif- just
2: say California. Just Cali- say it's Cali- in California. It's in Southern, Southern California. California,
0: right? Yeah, such a dense populated area. <laughs> Jeez, so many people, move move the f out. Get out. Get go somewhere else. Right. um so this leads to backstage where uh the bucks are backstage with kenny they're like what's the point of the elite even getting back together if we don't have each other's backs why are you hanging out with this joker talking about jericho why is he even in our locker room he's going to turn on you he's cut from the same cloth as don Callis." jericho gets in their face and says you better back up when you're talking to me like that uh bucks walk off this is interesting i i really wonder like the bucks you know obviously they're evps whatever like you know, they're, statistics are proven. Kenny Omega is the draw out of all of them. They The Bucs don't draw the way Omega and the rest of them do in terms of TV, in terms of those, those guys with the elite. I kind of wonder, like, what... I, f- I feel like we're kind of running towards the end of what What more do we want the Bucs to do right now? I kind of feel like you could you could benefit, AEW could, of having the Bucs disappear for a little bit and really try to build that tag division back up and keep building, 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 and then they can come back at an opportune time. I just kind of wonder, like, when I see the temper tantrums tonight, when I see, like, this the the strife backstage i just kind of wonder like all right we, you've, you've let them rub on aew let them rub on our on the roh brand like could they could they be better served as 100 percent focusing on office duties if it's even such a thing that they have i don't know
2: maybe it's kind of like a big deal in a while now yeah
0: you know Omega's yeah. just yeah.
2: taking losses the young bucks are not doing it i forgot there were the trio champs until tonight
1: yeah exactly and 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 again out of sight out of mind but at the same time when when they do make a, a, a surprising return let's say it f- it'll feel different it'll feel fresh if they can refresh their brand so to speak and and get people reinvested in them because right now like you said the elite uh, what is the deal with the elite uh, more strife again in a, in some a faction yeah it, which we seem to see a lot of lately with pretty much all the factions. <laughs>
0: Like I could see like the bucks disappearing for a while, and then like down the road, because I mean, like let's 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 long term book here, right? Is it not inevitable that down the road, Christian and Adam Copeland will be on the same side and they'll at least get a few farewell hurrah tag matches together. So like, could you imagine, maybe for a Wembley show that you get a Copeland and Christian? A Hardy's, an FTR, and a Young Bucks. You get a little bit of today's generation, a little bit of yesterday's generation. Fatal four-way tag. So there's enough hoopla to kind of like distract or. I don't what are know, you doing in the trying, gym? I was trying. I was trying to do oh, TLC. TLC. Yeah. Ooh. I don't. I don't. Know if, I don't know if our elders in that match want necessarily go there. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Who knows?
1: Who knows? Maybe. Maybe you do bring in a a, a Dudley's for, you know, one special.
0: Well, look at it. FTR F- FTR, and, and the one dude in FTR is really close with Copeland. So, like, FTR and the Bucks, you know, two gu- two of your tags of this generation, Hardy's and, and then Copeland. I mean, like, and again, a fatal four-way. So you don't even need the gimmick of TLC where there's obviously the increased physicality. Just the fatal four-way, just having, you know, eight bodies out there can mask and cover up for any loss of step any of anybody might have. Like, oh, I can't, you know, I don't know. I just think things like that. But I think the Bucks need to kind of go away. Let them go away for a little bit.
2: Can I just bring something up that I didn't get to mention earlier because I was too busy bragging about podcasting with Jimmy?
0: This is one-third of your uh, podcast. Do what you're going to do.
2: Did we, are we not concerned about Big Show's movement a little bit? Because he didn't... He wasn't moving He didn't move. the way that... Right. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't want to say he wasn't moving literally, but are we concerned? <laughs> are we going to let it play out? Because he just didn't
0: what I just said, hold, what and, I, it, and
2: it's big and it's full, hmm. right, like it's impressive, but it wasn't a very good showing for his first return.
0: What I just said holds up. What I just said about the tag team, same situation. Yeah. the street, f- sh- okay. it's street street fight, and there's gonna be eight guys involved.
2: That's so, why I brought it up because you're saying yeah. that and I'm thinking, yeah, we need to do, we need to like really protect Paul right because I just didn't think he looked ready to go from what Paul, we saw tonight.
0: Paul can slow five foam foam walk it. If he's walking with a uh, chair or a trash can or a weapon and swinging that, he doesn't have to do much. I, I, this is kind of like the perfect situation to put him in. He doesn't it, 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 Street right. fight kind of protects him because it distracts you with a whole lot of, you know.
2: Remember that incredible last man standing match that he put on against Roman Reigns? Like, I'm not, I know you guys are going to be like, you're bringing up Roman, but that match is so underrated. Like, they both did such a great job making each other look great on that match.
1: Yeah, Paul, Hopefully I mean, Paul- we
2: can do that here.
1: Let's see. No, I think he, he's got it in him. He he he's one of those guys that understands. And here I go again. You don't have to do a twisting burning four fifty hammer phoenix splash to to get the audience interested. Paul White can get them interested. NJF just- will
2: probably love you for saying that because NJF mm-hmm. has been like talking about that constantly. And I love that he brings that up. Like it's mm-hmm. a lot more than doing flips and crazy spots when it comes mm-hmm. to wrestling.
0: Well, of course, of course. Um, all right. <clears throat> Time for the women. Willow Nightingale is challenging Hakaru Shida. Why? I don't know why.
2: Come on, I don't because know why. Reasons.
0: Give me a reason, Issa.
2: It's nine thirty.
0: No, no. Here's the problem. No, 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 no. no. no they're, ahead, on the, they're on the right train. The train's mm-hmm. not late. The train's on time. The passenger's wrong. I don't watch Rampage. I'm not giving my Friday night to Rampage, but I at least read to make sure I know, see what's ha- so, so I at least read and know, you know, on paper scorecard here of what happened on Rampage. I read Rampage last Friday. There was a fatal four way to decide who's going to be the number one contender for Sheeta.
2: I do remember this being announced. Okay.
0: A- Abaddon beats Willow Nightingale, Sky Blue, and one other. I think Anna J.
2: Okay, so but a- you know, they only had Abaddon there because it was Halloween week. That's the only time they used her.
0: Fine. Great.
2: Okay.
0: Abaddon okay. wins. Yeah, she goes to the next night on the collision and she loses to Cheetah. Why then, four days later, is Willow Nightingale getting the title shot against Cheetah when she just lost in a, in a number one contenders match? Anybody? Uh, I dare somebody to
1: come up with a good good answer.
2: the answer is they're trying to do something with Chira's reign to where she's defending the title every week to make it look significant so instead of using this time that you have with the women to build a field that that is worth investing in they're just going to give her a bunch of random matches to say hey she's been champ for this long and she defended the title this many times before what we all know is going to happen happens which is Tony Storm is going to take the title from her because More people are behind that.
0: That's fine. Yes, Tony Storm comes out after the match; she gets ran off, and then, and uh, and actually, I'll get to the next bit because the next bit has a whole other thing. Why, Willa? You have enough other women out there. Why does Willa Nightingale? It's
2: because they killed all the momentum. She had all the momentum on her side when she beat Mercedes Monet, and now I can. She won. Somebody mentioned on my chat. She plug. I do watch-alongs. Somebody mentioned on my chat. She won the Owen Hart Women's Tournament. I forgot. I forgot. That was just a few months ago. Who did? Willow Nightingale. She did she
1: really? that.
2: Yeah. Thank you.
1: There you go. That's
2: how yeah. I felt. I was Point like, proven. how do you? She beat Mercedes Monday. She immediately wins the tournament. You forget about all of that because where has she been and why is she getting this title shot? That's how it's felt. Now, don't get me wrong. The women are putting on bangers. I think she, um, she does doing an amazing job at, at giving us actually entertaining matches. I wish I cared. About these matches, but I don't.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I just. Ricky Stark.
2: Ricky Starks won the guys. By the way, in case you forgot about that too, because I did. Yeah,
0: I forgot that too. <laughs> I. Like, I don't know. I just. I, see, I just.
1: But that's that's one of the biggest problems we had. Not only with the you forgot who won the tournament and all that sort of stuff, but also you you forget certain things because we see stuff happen on the show during the show. And something we should be remembering going, oh, that had impact. And right after it, they go to something else and make you they're throwing too much at you. We talked about 20 and 10. That's part of the problem with 20 and 10. When something gets loaded into the bag, let people see what gets loaded before you load something else and let them
0: absorb it instead of trying to pile more on top. I want to talk about let people see it. Yes. Here's, here's my next complaint. So then, after we run Tony Storm off, Willow's left in the ring. Lights out. Lights come back on. Julia Hart standing there. Then out comes Sky Blue. <laughs> they do this little like, "Who size is Sky Blue on?" First, it looks like she's uh, common sided with Julia Hart. And then no, she turns around, fool you. She spits some blue mist. You gotta, you gotta spit that mist so that the back row of the arena could see it. Didn't see a right. damn thing. No. Didn't see a damn thing. No. If, if commentary didn't does, see.
1: Yeah, if com- sorry to cut you off there, Justin, but if if commentary didn't say it, you would never know. You would never know.
2: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it actually took them a little bit to get to the visual of Julia with the mist on her. So commentary mm-hmm. really saved the day here because I'm with you. I also didn't see it. I also didn't see it. I don't even. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. You know, I I go back to this commercial because I loved it so much. Right, what they tweeted out this morning but i can't help but to say it was a women's commercial and the first thing that i thought immediately after i watched it thinking to myself that was awesome the first thing i thought was i wish they booked the women or put as much effort as they put into this commercial into their actual booking and creative how much do you pay for doja cat like like cut the budget and actually hire somebody to freaking book some good stories for these women that's all i'm yeah. saying
1: and they, they have, and not only that, they got to manage their picture-in-picture situations a little better, you know. And, and that's another rant I can go on about, you know, doing the heat spot in a, in a tag match during the picture-in-picture, you know, where people can't, anyways. So.
0: It's to the point where I, I, like, I, I genuinely feel bad for these ladies. I, I know they're getting compensated pretty well from what I understand, but like, I just feel bad because like it's just, it's just putting like. Will and I can get like, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm not critiquing her. I'm critiquing. Why is she in there based upon previous matched results right. Uh, right, less right, than a right, week right. ago? Right. I'm not, I'm not hating on the idea of sky blue comes out and which side, who said is showing her and her doing a mist, you know, kind of like, you know, do it, taking something that would be in Julia Hart and her entourage's thing, but like rehearse it, do it right. Make it big. It's just, it's also, just you make, you, you're, you're making never... them look bad.
2: How have we never followed up with Soraya? Nothing. She lost the title and just never to be seen again.
1: Fell off the map. Yep.
2: Yeah, like <laughs> not a lot of this doesn't make sense. Chris Statlander. I don't know why are booking her on again. She looked badass on the commercial, but I'm like, oh yeah, where is she at? Right. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I do this Britt Baker
0: week, can bench. But... Britt Baker can bench press that entire damn division and just carry it on her shoulders, but
2: Britt <laughs> Baker was. If not one of the most over person in AEW at one point, where is she? Because mm. if there's somebody that you can randomly throw on a title match on Dynamite, it's Britt Baker. Mm. <laughs> Nobody's gonna question it. Where is she? I think she's the mm. devil though. That's what I heard. I don't know, I'm just saying.
0: Oh. I'm gonna move on so I don't get in trouble. Mm. She had devil horns
2: on the on the Doja Cat commercial, mm. Justin Lavar. Mm. No, I
0: saw. I saw. I saw. Just want to say I, I, saw, I dressed
2: up as a devil yesterday before the commercial was released. Really I important. saw that, too.
0: I saw that, too. <laughs> I saw that, too.
2: I was a literal demon diva. Lepard.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Anyways, That's, yeah, the women that were could be,
0: that, could be that, that That could be sold in the Halloween stores. Here's I, I know I know better than to say anything at this point. I'm just going to. Yep, 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 <laughs> yep.
2: Shout out to Jimmy. A- Anyways, the women were <laughs> booked right before the main event, as usual.
0: It was. All right, let's let's move on. No no trouble. No trouble side here. Uh yes boy uh with $2 super chat saying cool. random question, favorite place to order pizza.
2: First of all, you can't say yes boy without doing the yes boy.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that's for you to do. You did it. Good job. Yeah. Right, where, favorite place to order pizza? Wow. Favorite place to order pizza. Yeah,
2: it's... <laughs> Well, that depends. If you're in New York City, it's definitely New Park Pizza <clears throat> over on new park or joe's pizza if you're in manhattan and you need a quick one anything that is not a franchise okay here in puerto mm-hmm. rico too don't go to the yes. franchise go to the little pizza mm-hmm. shops local they always have the best pizza
1: Mm-hmm. yeah and and there's a place down uh on a street here in toronto called danforth and there's a place called danforth pizza house which is just
0: yeah it's worth the trip let's put it that way See, I'm going to say that this is a chain, but it's a chain only in Maryland, and they do things differently. And, oh, look at Bernie, okay. my, my, my D.C. Maryland. Leto's. They do oh. square pizzas.
2: I accept they chains no that are corners. local to a place. I accept <laughs> chains that are local to a specific place, not like Papa John's or Pizza Hut or like that. No,
0: it's outside. a Leto's. You, Ma- you can only find them in Southern Maryland. Leto's oh, Pizza. Oh, I know who
2: they are. I know who yeah.
0: they are. Square pizzas. And look, my my, my my wife, she's been she's she's been gluten free her whole life. She was born with celiac disease. They do a great gluten-free pizza. You can get some cauliflower crust as well. Like so I, I yeah, whenever I'm back in Maryland, nice. I gotta get some Lido pizza at some point. Nice. Um but I do agree overall. Yeah, you know, the chains, you know, stay away from the mm-hmm. chains if you if, depending on what city you're in, find a local spot. Right. All right, the acclaimed. They're shot down one more time. They have a bag. At MJF just wear this and scissor us you, we'll be your partners MJF says he's got one more group still on the list camera pans and it's Jeff Jarrett and company they're left laughing maniacally as they do mm-hmm. cliffhanger commercial break it's time and we get Wait, Roderick you Strong
2: you forgot
0: to mention the what? the warlord molesting MJF backstage oh I did you're right earlier as he's walking
2: <laughs>
0: as he's walking Samoa Joe's locker room Darby Allens yeah, Wardlow did just kind of come up and just choke him up against the wall and say, I'm going to take you took everything from me. I'm going to take everything from you mm-hmm. when you least expect it. So, yeah, Do a little you don't want to
2: be MJF at that moment because I didn't
0: No, Relax. Uh, Roddy, Roddy Strong. <laughs> Roddy Strong. Uh, he also calls Adam Cole and says, can't believe that MJF didn't ask us. And 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 Adam's just telling we, him to shut up. So he
2: should have. Right.
0: We got to. We're slow playing this. I'm hoping that this is all built into full gear. I hope. I'm hoping this is all just going to intersect and, and implode to full gear. Mm-hmm. Really building a lot here. Don't build up your hopes too high,
1: though. Sorry, I can't help myself. It's someone. my
0: birthday week. I'm building up my hopes that I get some resolution. Wait,
2: next. when is your birthday?
0: Uh, this year it's the day before Thanksgiving, twenty second.
2: Okay. Ooh. Okay. It's
0: easy to remember. It's eleven twenty two. One one two two.
2: Mine is one one one, so mine's easier. You get second easiest. Cool. One one one. January eleven. January eleven. That's right.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, I was making sure it wasn't today. Eleven one. No no no. I was like, no, you're January birthday.
2: Yeah. Yeah
0: yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can remember mine. One one two two, or the day that JFK was assassinated. Oh
1: my
2: goodness. Wow. Buffs. Wow. wow. Okay, we went there. Well, no, just
0: history <laughs> buffs. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know
2: I just say that when I went to Dallas for the first time it was for WrestleMania thirty two and I remember visiting my local friend and I was like, Okay, what's there to do? And he was like, You wanna go see where JFK got assassinated? I'm like, You guys don't have anything else? He's like, No, we don't <laughs>
1: <laughs> no it's 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 a big deal down there where the, people take people there yeah. yeah yeah it is
2: there's like marks on the road and everything but it was just funny because i'm looking to like explore the bar scene restaurants he's like oh, you want to go see where? and i'm like i don't yeah. well there's but plenty of you-
0: don't okay, care how of, about
2: to drive by it? If you're staying downtown, you're going to see it whether you want yeah.
0: to or not. <laughs> no, look, there's plenty of bar, there's plenty of bars seeing this stuff to do out there, but if you just had breakfast and it's 10.30 in the morning, you're looking for somewhere to go before the bars open, you can go see where JFK was assassinated. Yeah, oh, the book, wow. the bus
2: story. Yay, can't
0: wait. I can remember being in Dallas and seeing Seamus on a mechanical bull one time. That was funny as hell. <laughs> <laughs> the Irish aren't meant to write the bulls. <laughs> as i told him all right main event time here <laughs> we're getting off the tracks <clears throat> so bullet club bullet club gold comes out and here comes the acclaimed plus daddy ass and then here comes mjf coming out in his pink boots his pink tights his scissor me daddy shirt pink scarf all together now um and eventually we're going to end up hitting um the blade runner from uh it's going to come down to jay white and mjf he's gonna hit the blade runner on mjf Jay White, one, two, three, gets the pinfall victory on MJF. Um, And then we build to Jay White's going to take that stolen AEW world title and he's going to hit MJF with it. And then Max Caster jumps in and takes the bullet for MJF, takes the bullet for him. And that eventually leads to a moment of scissoring. All four men, MJF (laughs) and the acclaimed scissoring. Issa, go ahead. Please go let ahead. me talk because you had your rent over the
2: women. It is my turn. Yep. This made absolutely no sense. No sense. There's three other guys to take the pin. Why would you let your world champ get pinned? Okay, maybe you gotta build some momentum for JY going into full gear, but his team fails him. First of all, my first rent is an entire show storyline just gets as predictable as it gets with the acclaim, end up being the the partners then he eats the pin and then his scissory. your team fell you you just freaking lost the match you ate a pin. you're the world champ and you're gonna end the show with your sister like nothing matters i hated everything about this
0: before jimmy goes get everything you're saying i would have preferred because we still have a few more weeks let the sh- I-, I i disagree with you isa let jay white pin Jeff. non-title situation a lot of hoopla, a lot of moving parts. Get some try to get M- try, excuse me, Try to get Jay White something because you already have all these other challengers that you're distracting us with Samojo Wardlow, whatever. So I'm okay with Jay White getting the pinfall on MJF, but I think end well, it there. End it with Jay White and crew standing over top of them like they have found the mystery.
2: Yes. Key if Jay White's gonna get the pin, then have the yeah, reaction that he should have had as the world champion and then
0: and then next week or in a future week. MJF once again is outnumbered, and then, you know, ca- claimed and Max Caster do something again, and finally MJF eventually scissors, eventually shows his appreciation. I agree. Twenty and no ten-
2: cost the win.
0: Twenty and ten tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they yeah. didn't cost him the win, but they came there to make it so it was four on four. He's, he's in, in a locker. He's, he, he's in a locker That's room where he's pretty
2: scissoring. much. is not behavior.
0: He's no. in a locker room where he's pretty much alienated. I get, but but no, there was too much. They should have just ended with jay white standing tall so i for for at least the next week i think jay white might have a damn chance it it felt it felt like
1: it was forced trying to make people feel good at the end despite the fact that mjf got pinned doing the scissoring and all that kind of stuff let that be the last thing that people sees like you said justin if you're gonna let your world champion get pinned on television by jay white let that be the vision that they remember most, not this and all. You know, with you.
2: Because I, my first thought was holy s when I saw NJF take that pin. Imagine right. ending it at that, yeah. Like, that would have been genius. My whole point is like, if you're gonna do that, then go through with that angle. But the ending on scissory, like, nothing just happened. The, just, no. I can't tell you how much it triggered me. Like, it, it just oh,
0: the scissor ending. Was something that, like, if, if you're if you were bound and determined to do it tonight from Louisville, Kentucky at the KFC Center, do it when the off into a live crowd to send them home happy. Don't let that be what you end TV on. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, I, I've already, you know, it's it's it, you, you kind of kill the whole idea of, of MJF getting pinned by having all that afterwards. So that's that. We still have got three more weeks till we get to this damn match. This match that I know Jay White has no chance of winning. Um, but I want to point out something else. We were talking earlier about announcements and shows. They announced, uh, I think it was during like the entrances for MJF and the Acclaim, that they have their final event on 1230. I don't even know is this, a, is this a pay-per-view? Let me pull my calendar up. Is this a pay-per-view or would this be a special Dynamite? Uh, December 1230. So that's a Saturday. So it's a collision, I guess. I guess, or or or, or, or it could be a, maybe it's a pay per view on a Saturday.
1: I, I don't think they, they would unless unless they're being preempted, uh, you know. All right. Well, they did say that we're adding
0: more pay per views to the
2: calendar year.
0: Well, it's December thirtieth, so whatever it ends up being, December thirtieth, a Saturday. Right. Uh, they're going to do an event called World's End. It's coming to you from the Nassau Coliseum in Long Island. Mm-hmm. Coming to you from MJF's hometown. Coming to you on Nassau final- Coliseum on the final days of what MJF is saying is this contract. He says that he's a free agent come 2024. So again, one more thing that's just very interesting that, again, might be part of a big elaborate work. As I pointed out also earlier, Tony Khan likes to give people the nice sendaways, even if they're leaving them. Look mm-hmm. at Jay Cargill. So there's an event they're going to end called World's End that's going to be in MJF, your world champion's hometown. Just very curious to see what that's all going to yeah. interesting. It's gonna be very interesting, yes. <sighs> we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Uh Issa, final thoughts? Cheap plugs. Hostile rants. Go ahead.
2: I just I wish we would have done that ending differently. Um but overall I, I, I really like that they try to do a show long storyline. It just ended so predictable with him going with the acclaim, you know. Um, it wasn't, I don't think that it was a must-watch episode of Dynamite tonight. I'm sorry. There was nothing that you missed, you know. Uh, but, Yeah. It was a show. It was there. It happened. Uh, you guys can find me here on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. You can find me on YouTube and YC Demon Diva. I do wash alongs for all these fantastic shows. I will be back for Crown Jewel on Saturday, so we're gonna be watching that together. We're not drinking, get some coffee. That one is too early for the drinking. And you guys can follow me on all social medias and YC Demon Diva throughout. Jimmy.
1: Uh, like uh, tonight's show had its moments, but at the, at the same time, it was a perfect example of twenty and ten, where things that should have mattered and left to people to go, wow, I can't wait to see this, got taken over by other stuff afterwards, which made you forget what you should be trying to retain. If you make, if that makes any sense, and as far as where you can see me, obviously here on Wednesday nights and with this trio, which I, which is awesome. On Monday nights, it's uh, Triple J. And uh, you can catch me on the Refin It Up podcast with my good brother in Stripes, Brian Hapner and RJ, who holds the, the, the glue together. And on all my social media platforms from Monday to Friday, my and Rants, where, as I like to say, I like to critique little things that I think, not to tear down, but to help tighten screws that I think need to be tightened. And uh, that's pretty much it.
0: Tighten those screws. Right. <clears throat> Much appreciated uh, at Justin Lamar uh, on across the socials. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, again, like I, I kind of agree with you guys. There was some, you know, we had to watch it. So those things certainly to talk about. But in the grand picture, if you missed it and then you tune in next week, um, you know, you could probably catch yourself up on on certain aspects of uh, of the stories, you know, certainly. You know, full gear, a lot to discuss when we get to it. Um, a lot of things that are you know, what trajectory you're going to, and then again, uh, this whole world's end show. This, this, that's mm-hmm. I can't ignore um, that situation and those factors. But at Justin Labar across all the socials here on Mondays, here on Wednesdays, Friday morning, spar with Labar on Busted Open Radio Channel 156. Always a lot of fun there with Dave Leroy, Thunder Rosa, Tommy Dreamer, and Company. Uh, do want to give a shout out, obviously. All in the last, like, eight months, all of y'all put up with my fandom of my Baltimore Orioles having a hell of a baseball season. They got they got booted in three games as soon as they got into the playoffs by the Texas Rangers. Shout-out to the Texas Rangers. Who, Stop uh, it. just it. Just, no, just a few minutes ago, they won the World Series. So just give a shout-out to – if you're going to get beat by a team, it's going to boot you out of the playoffs. You might as well get beat by the team who goes on to be championships. Get goes on to be Stop. champions, so – Stop. Shout out to them.
2: I oh. called them in black. I paid them some money. They erased this whole season from my memory, so I don't know what you're talking about.
0: She's so salty. Go. She is Salt Lake City. Watch All that. All right, <laughs> Salt Lake City is where the demon divas Residing tonight. That's gonna do No, it. that's the
2: Young box. Thank you very much.
0: Oh, you're you're <laughs> shacking up on the on the on the room next to them. That's going to do it for tonight. Like, share, comment, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. We appreciate it. Uh, We will see you again next week here on the Wednesday night podcast on Wrestling Inc.